The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Folk rock legend David Crosby has been a cultural force for over 50 years as a founding member of The Birds and Crosby, Stills and & Nash, and he enjoyed success as a solo artist as well. The Birds got their first number one hit in April of 1965 with a cover of Mr. Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan. David appeared on The Birds' first five albums. He then joined Buffalo Springfield on stage in 1967 at the Monterey Pop Festival, which contributed to his dismissal from The Birds. He then formed Crosby, Stills & Nash with Stephen Stills of Buffalo Springfield and Graham Nash of the Hollies, and the chemistry was undeniable. All these years later, David is releasing David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater. I've got a lot to talk about with David Crosby as he joins me right now from Southern California. Hey, Kevin, Las Vegas. David, welcome, sir. I've been listening to quite a few songs from David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band. Boy, it's just beautiful and very emotional to listen to. You must be very proud of it. I am. It was a great night, man. We, You can hear it. Uh, I think you can hear it in our voices. We we knew we were having a really good night, and we, we felt confident and and happy. You can, you can hear it. Yeah, where did you find these people? I know that you've been performing with those three for it's quite a good story. I, I heard about a jazz band called Snarky Puppy. Uh-huh. A big, rollicking, wonderful jazz band. And I listened to them, and I liked them a lot. So I got a hold of them, and I uh, got to know the, the band leader guy. He's the composer and the bass player and the band leader, and his name is Michael Weed. Right. And uh, he asked me to do a benefit with him. And uh, my wife, Jan, and I flew down to New Orleans and did a, did a few days down there with them, did a benefit. And it, the minute he and I sat down, we were able to write songs together just right away. And uh, he introduced me to Becca Stevens and Michelle Willis. Becca is a singer-songwriter from the Carolinas. Michelle is a singer-songwriter from Canada. Yep. And uh, there was a chemistry. You know, uh, I, I can spot that stuff. Uh, every once in a while, you you, you know, you could try it a hundred times and fail ninety eight times, and then the, the 99th one will you'll put those four people in a room and something will happen, and that's when the chemistry's there. So I definitely wanted to work with him. So we tried writing together. We wrote the next entire album together, and uh, and I think we're going to do it again. Oh, that's great news. That's really good to hear. Uh, I particularly like the song 1974, which is uh, kind of a long-lost demo, yes? I mean, it was in your possession forever. Yeah, well, back when I was doing my first solo record, uh, if I can only remember my name, that one? Uh, yeah. I did I did have a, a, a number of sets, changes, melodies that I liked that didn't have words. And uh, I would record them anyway uh, and just do the the vocal parts, like horn parts in stacks, you know, and uh, I liked it. They didn't seem to need words. I put a couple of them on that record. This one didn't make that record, but it was sitting there, and Michael found it on my hard drive and said, hey, let's write words to it and finish it, and we did, and it worked. Every once in a while, you get lucky. The last few years, songs just 
have seemed to flow out of you. What do you attribute that to? My ability to work with other people. Most of those songs are co-written either with my son James on the Sky Trails records or with uh, Michael or Becca or Michelle or all four of us on the Lighthouse records. And I think that's a huge advantage, my ability to work with other people. I love it. You know, I feel like watching your life and, and really liking your music over the years, that losing such precious friends as Cass Elliot and Janice and Jimmy and having the same lifestyle that they did at the time, you were probably thinking, well, I survived. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with my life. Uh, I did think exactly that. I thought, well, uh, I'm hugely lucky that I... I did live, uh, and I think it, it's a responsibility. If you're given that gift, you, you have to take it seriously and try to do something good with it. When you saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and maybe even more importantly to you, A Hard Day's Night, were you already with the guys in the birds, or were you just kind of in the forming stage at that point? No, we were. We were. Uh, when I first heard the Beatles, I was not in the birds yet. I was still in Chicago. But uh, shortly thereafter, we were forming the birds, and uh, and we saw Hard Day's Night, man. You should have seen us afterwards. <laughs> we were delirious. Fucking <laughs> shit. I, I know what you mean, having seen it myself several times. I totally get that. Um, by the way, it must have blown you away to then eventually become friends with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly George, but yeah... Uh, all for him. Uh, I'm still uh, friends with Ringo and uh, and Paul both. Everyone was influenced by everyone. I remember hearing Eric Clapton saying that he wanted "Dance the Night Away" to sound like the Birds. Yeah, uh, he liked the Birds. wasn't his style of playing, but it, it was pretty genuine stuff, and he liked that. By the way, uh, David, when I bought the 45 of Eight Miles High when I was a kid blew me away like it blew everyone away but the flip side i really went crazy for called why which is your composition just love that song i'm wondering why that didn't get as much airplay because it was just a great song it was a great song it wasn't as good a song as eight miles high eight miles high right. better song. and that's why it got the, it got the attention yeah and for the wrong reason some t- as far as some radio stations were concerned Yeah, no, they thought it was a drug song. Um, I don't want to get into any of the recent feelings um, as far as uh, CSN, but what was it like when you rehearsed for the very first time and sang for the first time with Stephen and Graham back in those days? What was your feeling? Joy, because it was a really, really good chemistry. It, It worked. It's just, it's a very odd vocal sound. We're from three different countries, practically, and we, and we have three different, really different voices, and it just worked like a bandit. By the way, I loved a couple of documentaries you were involved in, Echoes in the Canyon, which I thought was really great, but also the Cameron Crow documentary, Your Pal. It seemed to be the one where, yes, this is the true story. This is David really saying it like it is. Yeah. I think I think that's a fair thing. The, the first one, the Canyon one, eh, not so much. But uh, this one, uh, the one with Karen, I, I, I thought it was remarkably honest. We tried really hard. I'm assuming touring is a thing of the past for you, but what about a residency here in Vegas? possible. I'm thinking about it. That's great to hear. And, 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 you know, you wouldn't have to go anywhere except to my house for a home-cooked meal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Chris. laughs> 
Well, I am looking forward to this. I've seen and heard a lot of the music from David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band at the Capitol Theater, and it's going to be available on all major platforms. December 9th, I am hearing, is the release date. David, thank you so much for all the wonderfulness over the years. I really enjoyed this. It's a pleasure, man. Pleasure to talk to you again. I think he thought I was kidding about coming over to my house for dinner. I would even pick him up at his hotel. All I know is that the new material is really great, and I'm so glad that David Crosby is still talking about performing live. Well, that finishes this special episode of The Fake Show Podcast with the great David Crosby. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.